It's eight minutes after eight. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Forum at Eight. So if you remember last year, um, just before World AIDS Day, uh, we actually uh, embarked on an outside broadcast in Cape Town where we really went big uh, with uh, the launch of uh, the HIV vaccine. It's um, HVTN 702 is what it was called. And um, it was the biggest in the country, 5,400 HIV-negative men and women uh, were to participate in that. And we thought what we would do is we wouldn't do what we always do, which is to go big because, you know, the numbers are noteworthy and, you know, what is happening at that time because it's that season. But we would actually try and keep, um, you know, a, a tabs on developments in this regard. So we're revisiting that, but we're also talking about other issues. The Statistician General, uh, Mr. Padi Lihotla, yesterday uh, was talking about um, uh, you know, some of the uh, communicable diseases, uh, talking about TB and the struggle that we have in this country in fighting TB. Uh, there's the drug-resistant variant of that and all of those things. But uh, I thought what he said very interestingly was that non-communicable diseases such as TB, diabetes and um, uh, uh, cerebrovascular diseases commonly known as strokes, they continue to rise. But um, in the same period, HIV AIDS related deaths have decreased among the different age and racial groups. So that was interesting. But then talking about uh, TB, and I read this message before the news from Joe in Peter Maritzburg, uh, who wanted to talk about that. And as I indicated, Joe, we will most definitely touch on that particular matter and we'll bring you the updates on uh, what has gone before. So let me uh, welcome our guest this morning, uh, Dr. Carl Diffenbach. You'll remember him uh, from our Cape Town broadcast. And he is the director of the Division of AIDS, uh, U.S. National Institute of Health. Thanks for coming through this morning. It's always a pleasure to be here with you, Sakina. And we also have um, with us Ntando Yola, also from that particular broadcast, Community Engagement Coordinator at the Desmond Tutu HIV Foundation in Cape Town. Good to see you in Joburg. Good to see you, uh, SK, and good morning to the listeners. And uh, joining us this morning, a researcher from the University of California in San Francisco, uh, Dr. Susan uh, Bachbinder. And uh, thank you so much for coming through and really appreciate you joining the discussion this morning. Thank you so much for having me. So let's start with uh, the trial that was launched uh, last year, late last year, November. Uh, Let's just give an update to our listeners with regard to that trial. How is it going? Are uh, people still, how many people have withdrawn from the study? Uh, You know, any update on that, Dr. Stephenbach? So um, I'll start, and then everybody can chime in. The recruitment is going very well. Um, We are not anywhere near 5,400 people yet, but we didn't expect that. So this kind of attention uh, and continue to shine the light on the importance of finding a safe, effective, and durable HIV vaccine is important not just to the United States, but to the people of South Africa as well. So we are going to need to continue to come back to you and help us continue to shine the light on the trial as we make progress and continue to seek people out there who are willing and able to enroll in the study. And Tanda, obviously uh, you are in contact with some of the people from time to time. And um, anecdotally, you know, uh, what are some of the concerns, some of the feedback that you've had from yeah. the participants. So actually, we are, as we 
are in Johannesburg and a lot of research sites, if you remember, we had said there are about six research sites uh, that yeah, across the country that are conducting this study. And those sites are meeting as part of uh, this kind of an update here in Johannesburg. And and the, the reports really are, are great and promising in terms of, of enrolling participants. And of course, we, you know, we, the, the, the study was launched as the year was ending. And, you know, we know we cross roads uh, in South Africa, go on holiday within, you know, during the December and uh, a part of January uh, holiday. However, you know, uh, to this far, as Carl is saying, we have about 200 participants that are, are, are enrolled across all the research sites in South Africa uh, from participants. So, and that is a good sign. And are they, uh, you know, uh, have they raised any sort of concerns at this early stage? And it is still early. Um, you know, in the process, what are they saying to you? No, no, I mean, it, it, as, as you say, it is very early and you would have, so the whole process, you remember we, we, we shared about how intense the process is from, you know, going into uh, the communities, explaining the trial, bringing the participants into the research sites, uh, taking them through the study, what the study is about, and taking them through the very first visit. So within that time, really, there are, there are no concerns that are coming through from the participants. You know, it's, it, it's all issues of understanding the trial, uh, going through some of the concepts that we spoke about last year, which are about, uh, 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 you know, uh, testing people mm. to see if they are eligible to take part in the trial, they are willing to take part in the trial, as well as uh, go through some of the exam, exam health examinations uh, that are part of being, you know, a, a, a participant in the trial. So really, uh, you, you, you then can imagine that at this point, they've gone through uh, one of, you know, the first visits, and there are really no, no issues that have really come through. However, the, the signs and the reports that are coming through from all the research sites is that there is willingness, there is interest uh, from 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 communities to support the trial, and as lead up to that, you know, to the launch that took place in you know in in in, in December uh, twenty sixteen. So, so um, uh, Dr. Susan, should we be concerned about the uptake, the fact that we only have two hundred participants at this point? Uh, you know, would that impact on uh, the validity of the trial, as it were? Uh, not at all. Uh, this is really just the very early stages of the launch. And so I think what's really exciting about this is we've taken now the first ever successful vaccine that can prevent HIV infection that was shown in Thailand to have modest uh, modest degree of protection. And the vaccines have been reconfigured to be specific to South Africa. And South Africa is then poised to be the first country to, to launch a vaccine trial that could actually be a licensed vaccine that could prevent infection. So it seems to me, from the data that I've seen so far, is one of the reasons that we, that we have this partnership in South Africa is that we've got such talented investigators here, 
uh, such great clinical staff and such an active and engaged community. And all of them have come together, and the the trial is launched very successfully. The data that are coming in are very clean and are looking very good. And it's just a question now of ramping up at the sites and getting more people in. We always start slow just to be sure that all of the systems are working well. But it seems to me that everything's going quite smoothly, and it's a very exciting time uh, in South Africa with this vaccine trial as well as other vaccine trials that we're also where we're testing other kinds of vaccines uh, as well, because ultimately it's going to be an HIV vaccine that prevents infection that really helps us to end the epidemic. Which is fantastic. And of course, if there's anyone who is participating in the trial who happens to be listening right. this morning, give us a call. Oh eight nine one one zero four two zero eight. would love to hear from you. And everybody else, you're also welcome to call in. Uh, you can SMS us on 34701, Twitter, Facebook, AM Live on SAFM or at Sakina Kamwendo. Now, um, we also want to talk about another trial this morning, the uh, reprieve trial. And Dr. Carl, if you can just start us out there, uh, what this is about. So let's go back and talk about what uh, the Minister of Health and the uh, statisticians uh, told us yesterday, and that is the increase in cardiovascular disease, heart disease, um, and and stroke that we're seeing as a major source of, of, of death in this country. So this trial is specifically designed to look at uh, people who are HIV infected between the ages of 40 and 75. And it's a wonderful thing to be talking about how we can improve the normal lifespan of people who are HIV infected in that age range. But what we know is that in that age range, people who are HIV positive have about a twofold or a hundred percent increase in heart disease. So the the trial is very simple and straightforward. Can we add a single drug, a type of drug called a statin, which is used in cardiovascular disease treatment for uninfected people? Can we take this and use it to ask the question is can we improve the health and longevity and prevent heart disease in the HIV infected population? Um, in a way that for, and most of these people wouldn't qualify for use of a statin anyway. So it's a very simple trial in design. Somebody who's of, a, of an age that uh, in the 40 to 75 range, HIV infected and on antiretroviral therapy for a minimum of six months, and then um, a desire to participate, and they will be either receive a statin or a placebo. And at the end of uh, the next several years, we'll have an answer as to whether this drug actually benefits the HIV-positive person by reducing their level of heart disease. And um, where was this uh, launched exactly? So we launched the, pro- the, the, the trial um, in the United States uh, a little while ago. We are performing this trial on four continents, uh, North America, South America, Asia. And the goal is to get a sufficient number of participants from each of these regions so the results are generalizable and usable for all people around the world. Most importantly, both men and women. And women are particularly important in this study simply because women have a higher uh, risk of cardiovascular disease, of heart disease, than men, uh, particularly if you're HIV infected. Dr. Susan? I I think this is critical. One of the things that you mentioned is we're making tremendous strides in bringing down uh, HIV-associated deaths, and that's because we've got such effective treatment now. So it's really important that people get tested and that they get on treatment. What we're now looking towards is are there other preventable deaths 
other ways that we can keep people healthy that aren't directly related to HIV, but Mm. maybe indirectly related to HIV. And so what's really exciting here is we've got drugs that have been used for a very long period of time that have helped prevent heart disease, stroke, um, and cardiovascular diseases. Can we add that uh, in people who are HIV positive who may not have the signs that they've got a high enough cholesterol that they're going to need treatment, but could this provide some additional benefits? So we're looking at trying to prevent all kinds of preventable diseases, including heart disease and uh, cerebrovascular disease. Which is very interesting. Uh, We have to take a break. When we come back, we'll continue the conversation. We'll also open the lines and uh, we'll uh, speak to some of the questions that you have already raised. It may not be a trophy, but it's really worth showing off. Be proud of the Constitution. Be proud of our Bill of Rights. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. The world's greatest CEOs, directors, and managers know the secret to success in business is grooming future leaders. Achieve your success with a life-changing Regent Business School MBA degree. This is your final registration opportunity. For more on the Regent MBA degree and undergraduate qualifications, including the BCom and BAdmin degrees, email study at regent.ac.za or visit regent.ac.za. There's the big picture and the small picture and everything that's green in between on the Enviro Show. Thursday nights on SAFM. It's your favourite time of the morning. The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo. Favourite time of the morning on AM Live. Thank you so much uh, for tuning in. So if you remember last year on the eve of World AIDS Day, um, uh, we embarked um, on an outside broadcast uh, to talk about uh, the uh, very large 4,500 uh, strong trial uh, that has now begun. We heard the update this morning. It's 2,000 strong. And this is about a um, HIV vaccine that has already proven to be successful. So this morning we're touching on that. Uh, and Dr. Carl was just explaining as to Dr. Susan, about um, what uh, is being done now with regard to uh, heart disease and and, and, and the sort of uh, uh, interventions that are being put in place right now uh, to try and combat that as well. And uh, there are questions, of course, from people about opportunistic diseases and um, the impact of that and uh, this notion of, you know, trying to address all of this, but is it really effective when we know that people's immune systems are compromised anyway? So we'll try and get a response to that. And of course, the lines are open 0891-104-208. Major General says, this is inspiring and the vaccine is paramount, uh, of paramount importance and your guests are sounding very positive and convincing about what is going on. Well, great, but we want to hear your input. You know, are there any questions that you may have around all of this? The other thing I wanted to touch on is, you know, when we, took, when we talk about statistics, uh, especially, and, 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 and we talk about people dying of various diseases, and um, as the statistician general was saying, HIV, AIDS uh, deaths were coming down. But are they really, or are they simply not being reported as such? So let me start with that. And I think that one of the statistics that remains troubling, and I really would like to focus on this, is the death rate in young women in this country. And what we're seeing is that in the age of young women, 
AIDS is still the leading cause of death, which means they are not seeking care, they're not getting tested, and they're not getting on life-saving therapy. And if they would take the simple step of finding a way through their households or their communities to deal with the stigma and embrace the fact that they have um, a disease, seek the help to, to, to fight the stigma, get tested, and get on therapy, they have a, a high probability of a relatively long um, and healthy life. But instead, people are choosing not to test and dying. And I think we we need to grapple with that um, and find a way to fight the stigma, to help people uh, disclose their HIV status, and to engage uh, in health care. You, again, um, Ndando, on the ground, working with young women, because uh, we saw when we were at the clinic, it's, it's young women in the main who come to the clinics. So, um, you know, it, it, it's almost stark that it would still be young women in the main uh, who bear the brunt of this disease. No, absolutely. I, I mean, I think there's, there's, there's quite a lot of reports that highlight how young women remain to sort of be you know left behind in all the progress that seems to be happening across all health fronts and however you know in south africa you 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 probably might know sakina that there's there's a lot of uh, attention that is given into women and you know from a prevention point of view and we spoke you know before uh, you know we we went live about how for instance there's a chance uh, that they, there are a lot of young people in general who are who were even born with the disease and who probably are not given as much attention, you know, in terms of making sure that you know we we hear them and the 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 health services are friendly to them and you know and many other factors because beyond the disease, I mean, you know, they are not devi- defined by the disease. Mm. There are people who live. They, must, they have careers, they have dreams, and how then does the response in general really, you know, uh, consider them as, as, as beings, you know, not only as people who live with HIV or as people who must be prevented from HIV. So I think that is really one of the uh, uh, main areas that really need to be focused in as far as the you know a, a response of you know of hiv you know how do we deal not only with health access uh, for prevention and treatment but how do we then also make sure that we deal with hiv as the south african uh, national strategic plan says that hiv is really a, a point of i mean is is, a, is not only a question of health but is a question of other structural issues mm. that young women or young people are facing in this country. So I think these are, 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 are all the issues that really need to be considered Absolutely. in their response, you know, to, to, to really make sure that we do not uh, in compromise young people because they are the future of this country. Absolutely. And I'm just thinking, you know, the, the, the psychosocial effects, the socioeconomic effects, yeah. and, and how do we address this uh, within the context of stigma that is still a major problem. Um, so we're going to open the lines, 891 Your questions, comments are most welcome. Moses in Kahiso, good morning to you. Yes, ma'am. Uh, <coughs> yes, I would like to comment on this. Uh, if, uh, I would like to like, um, expose my idea regarding this, uh, this HIV and AIDS problem. So I've been trying many times to talk to people uh, working on it, and uh, it's so hard for me to reach uh, those m- my people up there. So, 
I like to you guys to record everything and then give it to the right people and then so you can help our people. So um, this, uh, this disease is happening in uh, the whole thing is happening in our blood system. And now what I just uh, found out is that if we um, replace the, 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 the uh, we find if uh, the patient is uh, maybe suffering from this disease, it's like uh, the immune system, not uh, weak. Now, if we uh, like uh, keep on uh, empowering the immune system with antibiotics, and then the whole system can uh, stop the natural part of our immune system. Now, my part is, if we find uh, the, the person who's healthy, and then Maybe we can check uh, the, 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 the the group the the, the group uh, how, uh, of the uh, maybe the person I mean how the, the blood group then the, of the right red person and then replace the blood remove all the blood from the the ill person and then replace the 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 whole thing with a new blood and then by by so doing. We, we, if we try on our um, research, try something like that, we're going to start everything from our faith because uh, the whole thing has been happening and then the, the disease is all over the blood and now we remove it, then replace it with a new one from a healthy person and see how what was healthy. So I think uh, it can, something can happen there. Okay. Because the immune system, the immune system of that person is no longer uh, uh, strong and it's weak. Now we find the right person then replace the, the, the whole blood, everything, we remove everything. And yeah, so please just okay. uh, do well, me a we'll, favor. We'll get a comment on that. Sounds fascinating. Is it even possible? You just drain the blood out and, you know, <laughs> get <laughs> something new it. going. If it was only that simple. But we're going to go to a news break. When we come back, we'll answer that question. Nom Zuli standing by with the latest headlines. Thanks, Akina. Pretoria Metro Police are desperately trying to negotiate with truck drivers who are protesting against Eskom's decision to stop granting them coal transport contracts. Major traffic disruptions are continuing in the city, where routes including the N1, N4, N14 and R21 are affected. The DA says the Financial Intelligence Center Amendment Bill is one of the most important legislative weapons in the fight against corruption in South Africa. President Jacob Zuma had sent back the bill to Parliament late last year after questioning its constitutionality. It was passed yesterday with the support of all parties. And South Africa's High Commissioner to Nigeria, Lulunguni, says he's been holding talks with Nigerian authorities to seek a solution to the recent xenophobic-related violence in Pretoria and Johannesburg. I'll be back with more news at 9. And let's cross over now to Hamilton in New Zealand, uh, where the fourth one-day international uh, New Zealand against the Proteas is taking place. Johan LaRue with the latest update. Good morning, New Zealand have made a good start in this run chase of 280. Despite losing a couple of wickets, they currently at 105 for two after 18.5 overs. Martin Guptill has been outstanding. He's on 74 off of 61 with him. Ross Taylor is on 6 off of 18. The wickets that have fallen so far for New Zealand, Dean Brownlee was first to go. He was dismissed by Kajisa Rabada for four. And then not too long ago, Kane Williamson was dismissed by Imran Tahir, trapped leg before for 21. Tahir is currently 
Bradley still in the bowling attack. He's tying up the one end, and the rest of the bowling duties have been shared by JP Dumini as well as the fast bowlers. So right now, New Zealand 105 for two, and they're chasing 280 for victory. You on the roof for SAFM Sport. Traffic on SAFM, your trusted guide to the road ahead. Uh, how bad is Pretoria? Well, it's real bad this morning. I'm just uh, uploading a, a video of the N4, which you'll see on Twitter at Traffic SA. It just gives you an idea of uh, how badly disrupted the traffic was this morning. So uh, the N4 from Simon Famuton right the way into Hatfield, really big and heavy queues on that route this morning as the truckers come off the highways and make their way through Hatfield, Arcadia, uh, down to Marubastut. Now, to the north of that, Pretoria Street through Silverton is bad. Uh, to the south is traffic all over Linwood Road this morning. And routes like Vartame, on to Lynburn. It's all just heavy as motorists try to get off that uh, N4 and into alternative uh, into alternative routes. Now, uh, Sotpansberg Road, uh, there's also truckers uh, there in the Queenswood area this morning and that's causing quite a big uh, delay of traffic. The other side of uh, Pretoria is where the truckers are meeting up at Marubastad. So, uh, from there at about 10 o'clock, they plan to drive those big coal trucks. It's going to be some side. Those big coal trucks through Pretoria down to the Union Building. So, it is going to be a day of disruption. That's supposed to get underway at 10 probably closer to 11 and they'll make their way through Pretoria CBD to the uh, Union Building so morning of uh, well a day of disruption really and just around the rubber start where the uh, truckers are coming in uh, big queues on Eskia and Pathleti Drive as you come down from the junction area behind that uh, Funderhof Road is standing still and also the Mopani Highway struggling to get in as well also uh, just um, the N14 is the other uh, big route this morning the truck is taking their time on the N14 moving through Centurion up towards Eufy's Road and that route is heavy you've got a couple of options which have cleared off the N1 you can take Buerta Avenue or you can take the R21 to go into uh, Pretoria and avoid the N14. If you take the R101 so many other people have done that and that's uh, jammed up as well, the old Joburg Road. Uh, just away from that into uh, Joburg this morning incident out at uh, Brackpans at the R23 Heidelberg Road uh, coming south out of Benoni down towards the uh, N17 is very bad and Cape Town just to note that if you're driving out uh, towards Powell, towards Cryfontaine out through Belleville uh, roadworks in nice and early this morning through peak hour at the Durban Road exit. It's a big queue that's standing right back to Paro. There's also been a collision on the N7 south at the Bosman's Dime exit. So a big queue coming down through Platticliffe Road towards that. Rob Byrne, AM Live, Traffic Watch. Everyone has the right to have their dignity respected and protected. As we traverse the next 20 years of democracy, treat others how you'd want to be treated. SAFM, appreciating the value of our human rights. The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo on AM Live, turning the spotlight on the big issues and the people behind them. And thank you so much for tuning into the show this morning, uh, revisiting uh, the vaccine trial that was uh, launched last year, late last year. We got an update on that. And we're also talking about the reprieve trial uh, regarding heart disease and uh, what that uh, hopes to do there. And also talking about other issues uh, regarding HIV and AIDS and uh, what it is that you are interested in. But a very interesting call from Moses before the break, um, you know, talking about, you know, blood and samples. Uh, Dr. Susan? You know, I think that we've been looking for different ways to try to treat HIV and to cure HIV. And what's very exciting is that there's tremendous progress actually being made in both areas. So uh, the the most important message is to get tested. Because if you can get, if you get tested, we now have both a very highly effective treatment that you can get on immediately. And in San Francisco, we offer same day as diagnosis. We, we start treatment immediately. And we think that's what's really driving down both uh, HIV-associated 
diseases, but also uh, transmission to people who are uninfected. So there's this very effective treatment. And if you're HIV uninfected, there are ways that you can get into prevention trials like vaccine trials, like pre-exposure prophylaxis studies. Um, so we, we now have something for everyone. And then there's a whole cure agenda that's a little bit further behind. It's probably not as easy as draining people's blood, unfortunately, and just replacing it. But there are there is a tremendous amount of enthusiasm and excitement about ways of boosting the immune system to fight off HIV. Mm. So, so I'm just interested in uh, what you're doing in San Francisco about, you know, so so the same day that you get diagnosed, you go on to treatment. What yes. sort of treatment? Would you go on to anti-HIV medication. Usually it's a combination of three different medications. Sometimes it's a single pill or it's two pills. Um, they're Actually, we've got such better medicine now than we did early in the epidemic so that often people feel so much better going on treatment rather than feeling worse. And if they have side effects from the medication, often it's a it's a question of getting through the first few weeks of treatment, getting adjusted to it, and then doing really quite well for long periods of time. So it's gotten much simpler to treat HIV. The treatments that we have are highly effective. They have uh, a few side effects for the most part.